Statistics indicate differently. This report, there's a report that indicates and considers the statistics from Stats Essay and the United States Gallup report. We're talking, of course, we are in conversation with Mr. G himself. I did promise you a discussion about employment because... It's not just after you've gained it. A lot of people think once you've crossed, uh, you've you've gained employment. That's the end of it. That's uh, that's it. But there's also um, myths and misconceptions, and uh, we do have that there. Oh, Mr. G, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to the show. It's wonderful, Wasang. I'm glad to be here. Of course, he's an academic and the CEO of Cash Institute, success coach, and a teacher of excellence. What is the truth about employment, Mr. G? Well, Wasanga, the truth about employment is that uh, it's not such a kosher thing. Uh, The fact that we're saying that many people are looking for employment, it is because of this, this incorrect belief that once I can be employed, my life will be better, things will be okay. But uh, as as I'm sharing this report with you today, is that the statistics show that really being employed is not such a cool thing. So the people that are looking for employment, they're really, in, in as much that we wish them well, mm-hmm. that they must get jobs, they must get employed. Mm. But the t- statistics show that it's not the coolest of things out there. Mm. Um, I was saying earlier with you that this, this is a continuing conversation that the problem we have in South Africa mm. is not unemployment. Mm. The problem we have is unproductivity. Um, how we define unemployment? I think uh, first of all we need to understand that we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So l- l- let's talk about gainful employment. We hear about gainful employment is a nice term. Isn't all employment gainful? It it depends. It depends. You see. You see now. You must remember that the the idea of employment it needs two parties. Mm. It needs someone called an employer, and it needs someone called an employee. Mm. And the important thing is we need to even look into the history as to how did we get to where we are today? Why do we have employers? Why do we have employees? And in the book that I've discussed with Aubrey previously, uh, I I shared in in the book that previously it was not like it is. The issue of employers, the issue of employees, obviously this term, this relationship has evolved over the years. Mm. But going back, you could easily go back 400, 500 years ago, you didn't have employers and employees like we do have today. Mm. And in that book, I discussed that it's a misconception. The truth of the matter is that you do not have employers, employees, you have uh, senior shareholders and junior shareholders. Mm. So if 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 I our like society, this is not only a South African problem, this mm. is a global problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I travel to different countries and mm. I see the same thing. Mm. So, so what we're discussing today to say the truth about employment, the reason we have the economy where it is, and the fact that unemployment has been this low in South Africa, as an example, I wanted to say South mm, Africa is mm, truly just mm, an example, mm. because it it conceptualizes what is happening in many, many other countries, is that people have got the false idea, people have got the false notion of what employment is. Mm. People, people are looking for employment today because they think employment is a silver bullet mm. to their lives, to their families, to the society. And it is not. Mm. And let's. I like the evolution of where we came from and what it is now. Because maybe uh, we not we haven't evolved. 
And how, because the Labour, for me, I, I always bemoan and say that our Labour parties are failing us and all those kind of things. But you mentioned that we have responsibilities as employees as well. Absolutely. What absolutely. are those responsibilities beyond uh, the performance measurement sheets and all of those kind of things? We know you've got that and you, and the bonus incentives. <laughs> what are your responsibilities? Because the Labour market, and, and, and uh, I had a discussion with uh, Leonie Hall about the payslip ban and transparency with regards to uh, how much people are paid and the competitiveness and whether or not uh, employers are actually competing because they are not sharing. It's almost like holding a set of cards. She explained it as yeah. you display all your cards, you give all your information, mm. but the opposite, the, the employers, they don't share as much information with you and they go as far as, because you're supposed to compete now, yeah. they go as far as bargaining with each other and saying, listen, this is the industry standard. You can't negotiate beyond that. That's yeah. not, and they even yeah. ask for things such as your pay slips yeah, okay. and all of that. So, in maintaining the 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 level of employment yeah and and the quality of employment mm-hmm. what is the responsibility of the employees and the employers it's a it's a good question uh, that that you're asking wasanga and i think so so here's the truth the truth of the matter is we need to both parties have got their own responsibility you call them employers it's fine i like to say that these are your <laughs> Your senior shareholders. Okay, I'll, the use, other, I'll use that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other side, you call them employees. I, I say that's wrong. That's incorrect. Mm. These are your junior shareholders in the business. And you see, if we could, if we could embrace the new terminology, the understanding then is different. Mm. We talk about gainful employment. What are the responsibilities of the of the two parties? Look, if you and I were to go into business tomorrow. Um, maybe if you have more money, we'll say you are a senior shareholder. Okay. Let's say we, a business requires a million. You come in with 900,000, mm. I come in with 100,000. So in that business relationship, I'm a junior shareholder. You're a senior shareholder. We agree on roles and responsibilities. Mm. And the truth of the matter is that even in the employment scenario, when when the employers can recognize that they are senior shareholders in the business, the mm. employees recognize that they are your junior shareholders in the business, you begin to see the right relationship evolving. Mm. The biggest problem now is, and you speak to a lot of CEOs, you hear them saying, you know, if I didn't tell my employees to do this, they don't do it. Mm. Um, one of the things I mentioned in here is the Gallup report. Mm. and. Mm. And what they show is the disengagedness of employees. So you find employees mm. going to work just to make sure they don't get fired. You know, they are there at eight in the morning and <laughs> from two o'clock they're saying, shucks, when am I getting to four o'clock? You see? So 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 I know those kind. You know those kind. Okay, yes. we're not gonna mention no, them. Right? No, 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 no. We're not here for <laughs> but, that. But you see, the issue is our, the employees, because of the the incorrect mm. view of what they do mm. and who they are, mm. they they believe the boss must tell them something. If my boss hasn't said, remove this thing, I don't remove it. Even though I can see that it mustn't be there, it's misplaced. But my boss hasn't said I must remove it, so I'll leave it there. Uh, you hear people saying, no, 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 my job is to drive and I'm not going to do anything else. Mm. So now, now I, I began sharing with you the issue of of history to say, mm. in as much as we have problems that we do have today, in as much as we have the economy that's not growing, there's there's a lot of parties that need to come and take responsibility, 
and jointly need to say, mm. how do we correct the messes that we find ourselves in in 2019. Can I talk about that issue with management and yeah. how, because for me, I, I, I explained to my boss and communication is very important. Yeah, and okay. the biggest failure in communication is thinking or believing you've communicated. True. It's one thing to say that I did communicate, but understanding that communication is between two parties. Yeah, yeah. So now within that, I always say to my boss, listen, I need to understand why. And yes. if you have purpose with what you're doing, you're not just doing copy and paste. You're not basically no. pushing a wheel. You when you 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 have that, you're gonna stop saying why aren't my employees listening to me because they have purpose. Yes. So it's the same as with a child. When you say to a child, uh, take this dish to the kitchen, yeah. or you can say to them, please take this dish to the kitchen so we can eat. That's it. Can we then explain that to bosses, for example, and CEOs or anyone with directives? How important it is to have that. Uh, naturalization and buy-in um, with regards to your directors and objectives. You don't need to be hardline. Sometimes there's a strategic way to make people because the whole idea of having a, a, a company culture yes, and incentives yes. mm -hmm. and these fantastical things and ultimately I see failures with regards to these retreats. You know, there's these strategic yeah. camps and retreats <laughs> and you're spending so much money and, and I ask myself sometimes if you talk to us this would have been a much cheaper exercise. Yeah, absolutely, it's not absolutely. just about money to say that you know what, I see that you've performed well. I'm not going to give you a, a voucher from Take A Lot that's with 150 <laughs> rand. When you engage with me and you say, what are your goals? What are your beliefs? And yes. what is missing in your life? And how do we as an organization meet, meet those objectives? That's right. That's right. So so, so it's, it's a, this is this is critical. Now you are talking about if if our bosses could, could tell us why. And you see, that would happen if we understood our relationship that, you know, we are in this thing together. We are partners in this thing together, albeit shareholders at different levels. Mm. We accept that. Mm. Now, when you understand why you are doing certain things, it enables you to be innovative and creative. Okay? When you understand why you are doing something, it allows you to can say, hmm, if this is what I'm trying to achieve, mm. is there a way that I can do this thing better? Mm. And you see, one of the challenges that we have the world over, particularly in Africa mm -hmm. because of our history, mm. is that our innovativeness, our creativity, it, it, it lies dormant within us. Mm. Okay. And the fact that our creativity and innovation lies dormant, that, that equates to the problem of the economy that we have in South Africa. You only have... Uh, if, if you look at the fact that only 10% of the population are employers, mm. you only have 10% of the population who are thinkers. Well, well not, not really. You only have 10% of the population who are exercising their thinking, mm. their creativity mm. and innovation. Mm. What are you doing about the rest of the population? Mm. Mm. No mm. wonder we are in the mess that we are in. And as I say, again, it's not only South Africa. But so Asanga, the issue you're saying when you say, my employer should share with me why. Mm -hmm. It means that, and I, and I was saying earlier on that the responsibility lies on all fronts, the employers and the employees. When we can get to understand that we are all partners mm. driving this boat together, we need the creativity, we need the innovation of each and every member. Let's go to the issue of remuneration. You mm. hear some people <laughs> saying... Why should I do this? Why should I do that? Because it doesn't matter what I do. 
it doesn't matter how much business I bring in. Oh. I only get the same salary. Mm. You see, that is a problem. Mm. The issue, the right way to do things should be, okay, Wasanga, we're in this thing together. Mm. Your role is to, whatever, sales, customer care, mm. but your remuneration mm. should be linked to your performance. Mm -hmm. Because you see, when your remuneration is linked to your performance, it enables you to, even at night, even mm. when you're at home, you're thinking, shucks, man, <laughs> how can I do this better? How can I do this better? My objective in my position is X, Y, Z. How can I do this better? Because you know and you understand that you are, you are a shareholder in this business. Mm. And so the more profits you bring into the business, the greater is your remuneration. Because, I mean, the discussion about remuneration, does it have to be a cagey discussion? Because a lot of employers and, and our senior shareholders yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, junior shareholders um, they feel that it's a it's 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 not a good topic to speak about it's a cagey discussion should we change our dynamic to it this? it should you see you see now the reason it's such a discussion is because we we don't have the li the right relationship with each other mm. so what you find is that you find most of the bosses thinking employees are a liability employees are an expenditure so if i see my employees as an expenditure obviously i want to minimize my expenditure mm. i want to pay them as little as possible i don't appreciate them however if i understood them as my partners mm. albeit as junior partners i treat them differently if you're listening in uh, to this conversation, you are welcome uh, to have any questions. And the question is for our listeners, um, as an employee, do you look at your yourself as a shareholder in your company or just as an employee? And maybe a secondary question is to ask, do you ever engage with your employer about your productivity? Is there a right time to engage with your employer about product? What's the approach you should take? And from both sides, because I think the approach is important. Absolutely, yeah, 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 from, bo from both sides. So you see, this is what's going to happen, Osanga. Let's say all of us as employees, um, junior partners, mm -hmm. were to engage our senior partners mm. regarding productivity. I, I must tell you that of all the CEOs that I have spoken <laughs> to, right. they... they <laughs> is that the key? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Be because now remember, remember, you are not there to... To just do, mm -hmm. to just do the minimum. Okay. Okay. And as I say, the Gallup report will show you that. I mean, the statistics are crazy. Mm. I mean, the fact that I think. What do the, the numbers say, Mr. G? If you look at, um, go to my. Mm. Where's my? Mm. Because um, just for for the basic amount of between the ages of fifteen to sixty-four years, there are around thirty-eight thousand and two hundred and eighty-three employable people. You'd call it. Is that the? I mean, yeah. employable uh, junior yeah. employees. Yeah, junior employees. And then um, those who are unemployed. Of the of that, uh, six thousand two hundred and one total. No, 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 six million. Six million. Oh, these six these million. numbers are in thousands. Yeah, born again. Okay, so now we've got better numbers. So what? Tell us a bit more about the numbers. How okay, okay. Think? I wanted to go briefly to the Gallup report. Sure. The the Gallup report. Now this is the United States thing, and you'll see that um, uh, some of my colleagues did. Uh, mm -hmm. They they indicated that eighty five percent of the workforce in the United States is disengaged. Wow. Eighty five percent. That's quite a lot. That's quite a lot. I know in South Africa, I mean, literally you walk, you speak to every second employee, they are unhappy in their position. Agreed. There's many reasons for that. Mm. Okay. But you see, this is the issue of the fact that we see ourselves as employees mm. 
instead of as junior shareholders. Mm. If we began to see ourselves as junior shareholders and we engaged our senior shareholders mm. at that level, we will see a difference not only in the individual companies, but in the whole economy as well. And of course, the performance is, is related to that. The performance mm. is related to that. So I know, for instance, if I go to my employment, as mm. it's called, it should be my business, mm. albeit I'm a junior shareholder. Okay. You see, when you are a shareholder in a business, your mindset is different. Mm. You are thinking, it doesn't matter where you are. I'm in a taxi. I'm waiting for a bus. I'm waiting for a train. I'm always thinking about my business mm. because I want to improve my business. I want to I wanna see greater uh, profits in my business. Mm -hmm. That's how shareholders behave. Mm. Now, talking about the truth about em employment is, is, I believe it's time that we get to know the truth that employment is not what it is made to seem like it is. Mm. Employment is not the be-all, the, mm. the the solution to our lives, to our happier lives. Agreed, because you, there's a profound, I think, misgiving that we have in terms of our education system. Because I, I believe that we teach children certain elements that are not um, contextual to our current environment. We teach children to be uh, junior shareholders and we want them to be senior shareholders yeah. and ultimately just to use archaic terms because we've moved on but to use archaic, archaic terms mm -hmm. we teach children and students to be employees and then at the That's end it. of the yeah. funnel we, we get to them and we say chief there's no jobs yeah. you must now be an, employee, an employer but you've never taught them and given exactly. them the equipment exactly. to be an employer I think there's a misgiving there there's a, there's a huge problem so hence, hence we started we, we said earlier on that the mess that we find ourselves in, mm. there's many role players. Yep. Education is one of them. Mm. You talk about education, you talk about policy, yes. mindset, society, families. There's many role Very players true. Very true. to resolve this. But, I mean, let's just talk about one simple thing. This, The stats are saying that, mm. um, okay, there were 16 million people that are employed. Yep. This is now based on the first quarter of the quarter labor survey from Stats SA. Mm -hmm. So, 16 million people are employed. Now, I want you to look at this. Mm, mm. Uh, the stats say that only, I'm going to page two of my report mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. only 6.5 million have pension and retirement contribution. Oh, okay, mm. 6 million. Mm. Out of the 16, 16 million. 16 million yeah. So you've got 10 million people that are in jobs that, when their retirement comes, it's very scary. Everybody, we are Ibonela. It's very scary. Is any wonder we have what is called now black tax? Mm. So why should the, the question I could ask is, why do you want to give your forty years, yes. your fifty years, and when you are sixty years or sixty-five, you get cast away that you are useless? And now you're dependent on your children. You have to depend on your you children. You weren't able to save anything. Uh, how can you save when you're an employee or when you when you don't when you don't have the right relationship when you don't get paid what you are worth mm. but you see hence hence uh, i'm quick to say that mm -hmm. the problem is on both sides mm -hmm. It is said that the relationship between the so-called employers and employees mm -hmm. is where it is and the the employers or the senior shareholders do not encourage creativity and innovation mm. And so that's a problem on the one side. Mm -hmm. 
you do find, I must accept that there are those uh, senior executives, senior shareholders that encourage creativity and innovation. And the truth, Wasanga, is that if all of us were to be more creative, if all of us were to be it's true. more innovative, mm. we would do more. I started thinking differently about the amount of money that enters my bank account when one of my bosses said, you are paid for your responsibility. So my responsibility is directly related to my remuneration yeah. itself. Um, can you give us a, a better context? Was he just guilt-tripping me? Was he inviting me to be, as a junior shareholder, to be part of this vehicle? Well, I, I, would, see, I would see that as a, as, a, as a message to say, you know, think about it. Mm. Think about it. If, if you were doing more, you would be getting more. So the more responsibility I take upon, the more money I get. <laughs> well, you could you could say that. And remember now now let, let's let's go to the issue of responsibility. Mm. Remember, you can be creative and innovative. You know, one of the challenges that you hear chief executives talking about is that they they have a team of a hundred people in the business, but it's like they have split themselves into a hundred pieces because yeah. if they don't tell this guy and that They're lady in silos. do this, they work in silos. They don't see the company vision mm. without him or her creativity and innovation. It. The business dies. Mr. G, we've got Gavin in Alberton who'd like to weigh in. Would you be willing to take the call? Yeah, yeah. Gavin, thank you for joining us and welcome. Um, thank you. Um, how are you? And uh, what is your question for Mr. G? Very simply, you talk about junior shareholders, and I'd like to weigh in and say there's probably a differential between the term shareholder and stakeholder. Okay. And fundamentally, a shareholder is capital at risk, and a stakeholder is equity at risk. Okay. And equity can be sweat equity, and that's the time and effort that they put into it. And I think we've got to be careful with the terminology junior shareholder. I'd rather have a conversation about a junior stakeholder. And in fact, I'd rather take the terminology junior away and talk about stakeholder in its principle. Okay. Now, Gavin, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I think what you're sharing with us today is, is very potent. I think it, it's a principle. I accept that we can call them stakeholders because, because we are saying that you have a stake in what you're doing. We have a, you have a stake in this vehicle moving forward and saving its purpose. Yes, I think you're landing up in a situation where we underestimate the implication of a stakeholder in terms of the vision of a business and the strategy of a business. Okay. And a, and a shareholder is very different to a stakeholder. Okay. And a stakeholder ultimately is intricately involved in the business. And a shareholder, to a large extent, can be intricately involved and can be just silent. No, no, that, that, that's good. Gavin, quickly, are you able to share with us what, what you do? It sounds like you're a business owner, you are one of the directors, senior executive. Can you share that with I'm us? A, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a small business owner. Gavin, can we ask you a question? And, and this is important because I think of our conversation. 
Um, and I'm going back to a number of discussions I've had with a number of business owners that they would be happy to get their so-called employees be innovative and creative to grow the business and they are happy to pay them a percentage based on the business they bring. What would you say about that? So if we were to ask Gavin to say, Gavin, you've got this employee that you're paying them 5,000 rands. And and I know like all businesses, we pay them 5,000 rands because there's a certain value they bring, value X. Now, without going into the numbers, so here is Gavin paying an employee, a stakeholder, an amount of 5,000. Would Gavin be happy to pay this individual an amount linked to the greater business they bring into the business? That's a question yes. for you. So there's a simple answer, yes. The simple answer is yes. Yeah. So would, you, would I be correct in saying that the majority of business owners, directors, would be more than happy to pay stakeholders a profit share commensurate with the amount they bring into the business? Yes. All right, Kevin. Thank you so much for your call. Um, we'll try, yeah, would you like to have a parting shot? Yes, I'd like to have a parting shot because the differential between a shareholder and a stakeholder yeah. is a stakeholder is part and parcel of the business. Okay. For the, for the future and the development and the structure of the business. Okay. A shareholder is very different in that a shareholder, to a large extent, takes the good and the bad. A stakeholder and an employee that is bringing in that extra does not necessarily want to take the risk. Mm. The loss. They I don't take the loss. Yeah. <laughs> I think we will. That's, that's yeah. a big differential between yeah. the two. Yeah. And I think that you've got, you've, you've got to split the two. Mm. Okay. Yes, okay. you want to share, but where take do you share? Risk. You share yeah. the upside or you mm. share okay. the downside and the upside? No, we understand. The shareholder yeah. does the downside and the stakeholder to a large extent, only... Only the profit. <laughs> I guess that's fair, Gavin. That's fair. Thank you so much, Gavin. Thank you, Gavin. You're more than welcome. Cheers. Right. That's Gavin in Alberton. It's a realistic question because he's asking about the risk. You didn't have the... Uh, the gumption per se or even the resources let me not uh, undermine people's situations because it's not just about passion it's not just about waking up one day and say I'm going to start a business Mm. or it is because Gavin is saying that you've taken the risk yeah and that risk must be related to that profit you you as a senior shareholder how do you how do you measure that risk as well because there is that element of risk it's very true that's why i was using the term mm. senior shareholder mm. uh, i appreciate gavin saying that um, we we need to differentiate between shareholders and stakeholders mm. but so so here here's the thing as a as a as someone who starts a business mm. it is true there's a great risk you are taking mm. and when i use the term uh, 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 a senior shareholder, um, from that perspective to say that you've spent your money, you've taken the risk, you've hired offices and things mm-hmm. like that. So the idea of recognizing your other partners as junior shareholders mm-hmm. or stakeholders, in, as Gavin says, is that 
you are wanting these individuals to be creative. Mm. You are wanting these individuals to be innovative. Mm. And Wazanga, we need to go back to when I'm saying the history, how did you get up into this mess? When you see how the idea of education, you briefly mentioned education. Yep. Yep. How did we get to the mess we are in today? Not only in South Africa, but in many countries. Mm. Is that you're writing that the education system mm. was designed to create robots yes. in people. Yes. Uh, the education system was designed to teach people to make these desks. Mm -hmm. Don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. Make the desks. Production. When I, as a boss, say paint them white, mm. paint them white. When mm. I say I want these panels to be blue, don't ask questions. Do that. And perhaps when you, when you enable someone to say, boss, you know what? The new shape is round now. And the market is showing that our audience wants round tables. Like, no, we've been doing square tables for the past hundred years and they are successful. Stop telling you see, me that. You see, there's, now, you see, now that, mm. that for someone who is called an employee, a stakeholder, mm -hmm. a junior shareholder, to come up with that and tell the boss, mm. you need to have a stake mm. in the business. You are seeing that square tables are not selling. Mm -hmm. However, there's someone who in Cape Town or in Durban who does round tables and they are selling. Mm -hmm. So you need to come with this to your so-called boss, mm -hmm. senior shareholder, senior stakeholder, mm -hmm. because you have a part in this business. You see, when you understand that you are a shareholder, stakeholder in the business, your, your view on things is different. Mm -hmm. You don't just leave the boss to continue doing uh, uh, square tables and the business goes out of business and the business shuts down. And I think for our listeners, it's important to, I, I like to, 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 to leave discussions thinking that they've gained some type of insight. Yeah. So for our listeners, mm. maybe we need to ask the question, have you been able to negotiate a salary increase successfully? Because it's preposterous for you to approach the boss, but what, what, what the senior, uh, senior, <laughs> senior shareholder, <laughs> uh, just yeah, out of the blue and ask for, for, for remuneration. But mm. however, it's how we think about it. And I love what you said that, um, it, um, senior shareholders, when they look at their junior shareholders um, as liabilities, we have a huge problem. Oh, absolutely. Because now you're not able to... What I think you, you both were coming together um, with uh, Gavin, if I'm not mistaken, and, I, and I, I'm open to being corrected, mm. is added value. Absolutely. Because I think what that key that I was talking mm. about mm. between the, the junior and, 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 and senior shareholder, there's that key. You, you, you talked about... Um, what did you talk about? Product, productivity. Productivity, yes. So yes. now, how do you catalyze that in that conversation? How do you build the capacity to think or even dare talk about uh, remuneration and added value? Because added value, I think, is something that will they listen to immediately. Approach is important. Absolutely. If you say to your Absolutely. boss, I want a raise, mm -hmm. it's different to saying, I think I can add more value to the company. Then they were able, able to say, okay, come sit down, show me where you can e add exactly, this value. Exactly, absolutely, and you, absolutely. Because it's a proposal. Yeah, yeah. You propose this, the, you, you show them the statistics, you show them how you think this will work, and ultimately then you tell them about how much you'd like. Yes, yes. H how do we approach that to people who are listening right now? You see, it is easy when you start to change the way you think about yourself, mm. when you start to change the way you think about what you do, uh, you, you raised a very important matter there to say productivity, mm. value. I like the word value. Mm -hmm. So as a, as, a, as a junior shareholder, as a junior stakeholder, mm. whatever term it is, the important thing is you need to understand that you are supposed to bring value mm. into your workplace. Mm. You need to be able to measure value because now when you talk about the issue of asking for a salary increase, 
it's very easy for a CEO or for a, for a business owner to say, this person brings in a million into the business. Mm. And if, let's say your salary now is 10,000 rand. Yep. If you're bringing a million um, and your salary is 10,000, let's make it easy. You're bringing a million and your your salary for the year is 100,000. Okay. So you see the relationship there is for every million, you're taking 10%. Mm. Now, if you are able to double that, instead of bringing only a million into the business, mm. if you can bring in 2 million, by all means, you can speak with a senior shareholder and say, listen, say, ma'am, um, you know, look at the value mm, mm. I'm bringing in. And every one of them, when they realize that you are valuable, 99% mm -hmm. of them are happy to give you either a salary increase yeah. or a percentage of whatever you bring in. Mm. And this is what happens in most, most uh, companies. Mm. When you can... When your remuneration mm -hmm. is linked to value, you see a lot of creativity and innovation. Mm. We've got an SMS here, Mr. G, mm. um, on uh, 31702. Wasanga, most em employees have not invested capital of their own into the company, which employs them. So they cannot be considered as shareholders in the strictest sense of the word. As long as employees are compensated adequately and fairly for their contribution, then they cannot even claim to have built up a sweat capital shareholding in the company that employs them. And it talks about the mindset about thinking of uh, employees or junior shareholders as a liability. Yes. How yes. if, okay, now we've spoken to the junior shareholder side. Let's talk to the business owners. Yeah. Because, it, it, it's you know, <laughs> there's this whole, <laughs> it, it, we're young and um, it's incredible for me to see other young people who are business owners, who are uh, employees and, and, and they beat their chests proudly and, yeah. and they mm -hmm. have all the right because business is really tough to run a business. Yeah. And, they beat their chest and them say, I'm an employer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an employer. I employ people. So yeah. how then can our, because, the, but then they bemoan the end of them because they say, I'm, a, I'm an employer because I pay people salaries. I've done the sweat capital. Yeah, I've take, yeah. the, taken the risk. Mm. I've been through it. I deserve to do that. Yeah, you yeah. are safe in your space as an employee. Um, there's a misgiving in that as well. But just to talk to business owners, especially young business owners, yeah. what is your advice to them? My advice to young business owners is is look when when you are when you're running a small business you need to you need to exploit all the creativity and innovation in your team okay and when you start giving people salaries or wages whatever you want to call them you are saying to them you come and drive whatever goods go and deliver mm. and you get paid based on you doing that However, when you look at your employees, mm. team members, mm. I say team members, mm -hmm. stakeholders, whatever term, mm. I think the important thing here we need to recognize is that our terminology puts to bed the creativity and innovation of a people. Mm. So if me as a small business owner, I call the people that work for me or that I work with mm. employees, mm. What it does is it does not allow them to be creative. It mm. does not allow them to be innovative. It does not allow them to see business where I cannot see business and bring it in. Because a driver, a mm. driver who drives your goods to all the different places, they are in places where you are not at. They see things that can grow your business that you can't see. It goes back to that term that your employees... 
and I'm going to use the archaic term just mm-hmm. to link yeah, the discussion. Yeah. Your employees are your 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 initial stakeholders. They are your first customers. Sorry, that's it. Yes, yes. Can you explain that principle about your employees being your first customers? Because I think that's related to oh, what you're absolutely, saying. absolutely. You were talking about buying into what you're doing. Mm. So, so, and and this is where I, I I believe you see a problem with a lot of employees that are disengaged in the workplace. Mm. Is they are not the customers of the business they serve. So because of the fact that they are not customers uh, uh, and they have not bought into what is happening here, that's why they are disengaged. And therefore, that's where you you can rightfully say, these employees are a liability to me. Hmm. Now, it'll be very interesting when you look at Stats SA, mm. uh, uh, this issue of, of how many... Uh, the, the disengagement... Uh, the, uh, the I, I want to look at that mm. second page here where we say... How annual salary increment is negotiated mm-hmm. by the employer only seven million. So you've got you've got um, mm. sixteen million people employed, mm. and seven million, which is more than well, just under half, mm. where the employer only decides. You know what? I'm gonna give Peter and James and Joe two percent. How can we look at that differently? Because I don't think it needs to be a fight. Honestly, it, it doesn't. It so so so. You see, Wasanga, it does not have to be a fight. Correct, but we need to get our relationships in order. So the problem now is that, uh, in most instances, employers have to tell employees what to do, and you find employees doing the bare minimum. And then minimum. you also want them to be creative and, and you innovative. Know, you know, you know, <laughs> that, that so so that's why that's why we need to start looking at our relationships to say, how do we relate together? And only when we relate properly mm. and when individuals see that what you do affects us all. Can we talk about respect? Yeah. Uh, I think respect is important. As much as we talk about senior and junior shareholders, I think approach is important. Yeah. Yeah. Respecting your position and understanding it as well. Because we, we don't want to misinform people here. Yeah, say, yeah. me, I heard on 702, I, I need more money. <laughs> you, 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 you shouldn't call me an employee either. You're archaic. So let's be realistic now. Yeah, 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 uh, and, yeah. and, and bring this to a tangible uh, discussion. How can we be realistic about what we are talking about? Because we must understand as much as these um, are are. are, are, are nuanced approaches mm, we mm. are not there's also understanding that we must be ready there's readiness yes, and context yes, yes how yes. do we take this discussion into the context of uh, real-time conversations to today yeah so so respect is important yes respect yes and and it requires for each individual to start being creative where they are innovative and engaging with the senior shareholders to say you know i I'm interested in growing mm. our business. I'm interested in growing this company. Now, when you speak to any that's senior such a, shareholder... Such, you know, language is so important. <laughs> and if you say that kind of thing, they will gladly open of the course, office. They wanna, like, I want to grow this business. Of course. <laughs> As opposed to I want an increase. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so, so when you start there... I want to, you're right. They will listen to you. You want to grow this business? Of course, <laughs> please. Let's talk. And you see, and, and you respectfully say yes. help me understand you know uh, so it, for you to be creative and innovative obviously you need to understand mm. uh, we were saying earlier some people haven't bought in they are not the first customers of the business yes. is they're ju- there just to get Imali for whatever mm-hmm. uh, uh, sparkling <laughs> <Okay>. you know <laughs> so, so they're ju- there just to get money for that mm. but now when you start saying how can I grow this business 
obviously, uh, uh, Gavin alluded to the issue of strategy. Mm. You need to understand the strategy of the founder. And when you say, boss, help me understand the strategy, what can make this business grow? That's also an approach. Instead of directing, you can sometimes inform yourself. How can you ask questions rather than, because uh, there's one approach to say that I want to add value. Yeah. But then once you are in that, what's the next step? Because I think asking the right questions might lead you into a discussion where the owner says, this guy understands my strategy yes. or this lady understands my strategy. Absolutely. How do you ask the right questions? So, so then whilst you have shown that you understand the strategy and one of the things that demonstrates understanding is the, the, the senior shareholder will explain this is a strategy and, and so on and so yes, forth. Yes. You need to repeat it back to them to make sure that you have understood it well. So they will explain, this is a strategy, this is our customers, this is what we want to do, mm. and you will be listening. Whether at the same time or tomorrow or after the weekend, you come back and you say, boss, you know, you said this is our strategy. Mm. Have I understood you well? You said it is X, Y, Z. And the boss says, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's at that point where you can then start negotiating for a profit share. Okay. Not a salary increase. Mm, mm. Because you see, the problem with a salary increase, it's time-based. Mm, mm, mm. A profit share, however, is dependent on the profits of the business. So it will shift according to the context of the company's performance year on year. You don't need to now... Uh, implemented yourself you 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 yours is to say that okay boss um, but that's the thing access and transparency yes. how will you know the value and shift of the business and then have an ability to negotiate correctly so so now remember you have successfully been able to get your boss's ear i want to help you grow this business and you say you know what boss you are paying me 10000 rands i'm happy with that however if i can grow this business by 10% in terms of sales, I would want 20% of that. Would you be happy with that? 99% of them will say yes. Okay. Because now you must understand, Wasanga, you are not a liability. Mm. You are being, you are taking a profit based on how well the business grows. And that is not an expense. Okay. So you are saying, if I can grow this business from a million to two million, I'm not saying give me extra 50,000 because you see the mm. problem with the salary of 50,000 is mm. if the boss signs to say, okay, Wasanga, from now on, yeah. I pay you 50,000. Remember, that's a salary. So come month and you want 50,000. Come mm. the next month mm. and you want, mm. it's a liability. However, if the agreement is based on how well we grow the business, I take 20% of that. Everybody's and happy. And I think it manages expectations because context change oh, absolutely because the business may sell 20 desks mm -hmm. in in the in 2017 but in 2019 you're still being paid 50,000 rand but the business now is making maybe 50 desks that's a problem and now it it, it stops us from being agile as a business i think because um it talks about the whole thing about liability and the performance of the business is not related anymore. Um, and then I think the next uh, discussion and, 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 and engagement with regards to how we move forward, mm. let's go back to the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> what is a disengaged employee? How do you identify an, a disengaged employee? Because it, it's both sides. And there's also talk of inspired leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, that's why we're saying this thing is twofold. This is, this is two sides of the same coin. Mm. You see, inspired leadership is able to make sure that the employees are engaged. That's inspired leadership. Mm. Now, um, 
the Gallup poll, the Gallup report shows three different levels of engagement. Mm. The employees, which is a minority, unfortunately, of those that are engaged, the employees that are engaged are the ones that are always saying, how can I make this thing better? How can I mm. improve the business of my employer? The engaged employees are the ones that always get the bonuses. Yes. They, yes. Are, they are loved by the boss. They get all these perks because they are engaged. Okay, they, Their interest is the same as the interest of the company. They understand the vision. They mm. understand the mission. They understand the strategy. Those are the engaged. And people might uh, misunderstand and think that's a teacher's pet. That's it. Mm. And that's not it. It's just that they are engaged. They, they see themselves differently. Mm. They are not just there to push time. They are not there at 8 o'clock and at like half past 3 they are saying, shucks, ish, let's cut it. <laughs> <laughs> <It's laughs> no, no, no. So, so you, have, you have the three Levels of, <laughs> you've got those guys that are highly engaged. Yes. On the other extreme, you have those that are highly disengaged. Mr. G, let me not uh, deprive our our listeners. We've yeah. got Lindelani on the line. Lindelani, good evening. Hi there. Uh, working in, in the, the guest of the studio. How are you doing? Uh, thanks for the, I'm very well. I'm very well. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. I just wanted to comment. I mean, it is something that was bugging me earlier in terms of the shareholder and the stakeholder issue. I, I don't want to get to the technicalities of it, but I, I do think that it, it, it is important to note that, you know, shareholders are, are not the only people at risk. Okay. Uh, that perhaps risk, yes, risk at capital, I mean, capital at risk is, is, is one aspect of risk, but I think anyone who's involved in that business is at risk. I mean, imagine this for a second, you are... I suppose a media practitioner, you choose between, you know, I'm going to go for Indalo Media's uh, vision, and then suddenly you wake up one morning, that company has gone bust. I mean, the opportunity cost to you. <laughs> you could have applied yourself at another company. Mm. You decided. You it's bought agreed, into that yeah. vision. True, true. So you bought into that vision and into that company. And you are, so you are at risk. It is a fallacy that employees are not at risk, especially when you start looking at, you know, you could be deciding that, you know, I'm going to go for my friend's business who's going to start this, you know, he's bringing this technology. I could go and employ my skills at uh, Google or Microsoft. True. You know, but obviously in that environment, when uh, the guy needs my skills and creativity and innovation, which are critical skills. So, and, 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 and that moves from, the archaic understanding that value is uh, capital alone. There's a lot of capital, but capital is a, a, a success is a combination, yes, of capital and good ideas, Absolutely. innovation, and creativity. Yes. And that the, the 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 once you understand that value creation is a process of co-creation. Mm. You know, if you're gonna create value, it's a co-creation process between the shareholders and. And, and 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 the stakeholders and and perhaps the stakeholders may not necessarily be even the people that are involved in the business but anybody who has an interest in that business we all know government has got no involvement in day-to-day -day business but they mm. definitely have an interest in terms of how that business is run because taxes does it comply to taxes does it not comply to taxes and the impact of of on the decisions of shareholders therefore have a has a has, has, has an impact not only on the business, but also on the employees. So we, we need to look broader, mm. I mean, in terms of also who we're calling these stakeholders, anybody that has an interest, not necessarily directly involved in the business. 
anyway, I think I've, I've, I've said my fair share. Thank you, Linda. Thank you very much. That was a very well-weighted discussion and, uh, and argument, especially with regards to maybe Gavin, if he's still listening. And, I mean, every employee... I often say that the whole elusive middle class conversation, we are literally one paycheck away from poverty. Absolutely. So that absolutely. in itself is a risk. Exactly. So, so you see now, 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 if we were to understand that we are also at risk, mm. whether we choose to call ourselves employees, whether we choose to call ourselves mm. stakeholders or junior shareholders, it doesn't matter. But once we can understand that the success of this business, the success of this employment place mm. depends on each and every one of us. Yeah. And I want to talk about loyalty and incentives because ultimately people don't just stay. I've heard the term that people don't just stay for a salary. Yeah. They stay because of the people mm-hmm. and and or the leadership itself. What do you think about that? Well, that is true. That is true. Now, let's go. People stay. You, build, you have built a community. You have built a relationship with individuals. So, yes, you do have find people that hate their jobs, but because of the community they find mm. themselves in, they would rather be there than anywhere else. Mm. Some of them, you would you'd hear them complaining about jobs, but then they'd say, you know, uh, it, it, it's a tough world out there. And I think what the statistics are showing us regarding this thing called employment. Remember, there's nothing like job security like it used to be 50, mm. 60 yeah, years it's ago. Yeah, changed a lot. So, uh, lots of things have changed. And, and I guess this discussion is saying that if we could... If we could go, if we could elevate ourselves mm-hmm. from just seeing ourselves as employees to realizing that we have a bigger role to play. And it should not only be in our minds. We must talk about it. We must engage about it. Mm. And we will see a, a, a greater workplaces. We would see our economy growing. We would see our companies growing. Can we talk about retention mm. and investing in your employees uh, or, or, or or junior shareholders because a lot of senior shareholders see it as a waste and they bemoan the whole retention cycle of people are supposed to progress and improve and maybe eventually even leave and own their businesses. Yeah, so how yeah. can an, an, a senior business, uh, a senior shareholder be realistic and understand that people don't want to be employees for the rest of their lives because we have different aspirations? No, that's true. Let's talk about retention. Retention is very important. Now, remember you you... You are right in saying that people do not want to be employees for the rest of their time. We need to improve our relationships. You can only retain an individual when they see the future in the company. Mm. And for them to see a future in the company, you don't want you, you don't want somebody to be paying them 10% increase every year for the next 20 years without linking that to productivity. And the previous discussion we had was the problem we have in South Africa is productivity. Mm. It's not this idea of joblessness and unemployment. The problem we have is productivity. And so... Mr. G, I'm sorry to do this to you, but we're going to have to cut it short. It's been an absolutely fantastic discussion. Thank you so much for your time. Um, the podcast will be available, of course, Mr. Obakeng E.R. Haita, the CEO of Cash Institute, success coach and teacher of excellence. Thank you so much for your time, Dad. Uh, Mr. G. Yes, yes. yes <laughs> and the yes. report is available. It's free on www.unemployed.biz. Wonderful. Thank you very much. All the best. Great.